Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jason Swigard back here with you, 8.15 this morning. We'll talk to Bob Herrick coming up in about 15 minutes. His new book on Tiger and Phil uh, hitting bookshelves uh, everywhere. But for now, we are so pleased to have returning to the show, Amy Rogers. You see her on Golf Channel and uh, see her work all over GolfChannel.com. She's been covering the tour uh, since 2007 when she joined the production team, uh, but so glad uh, you get to see her smiling face there now uh, on the course and interviewing players after their round. She is down at Mission Hills Country Club uh, for the final time. Uh, it, it's hard to believe anybody that's followed the tour for a while knows how important this event uh, now the Chevron Championship has been to the tour uh, and what Dinah Shore, who founded this and, and was really a proponent for professional women's golf when uh, nobody gave it much of a thought uh, back in the 70s. But, Amy, thanks so much for joining us. And, and what's the mood there? I know we've been playing now. We're into the tournament, but they had a big champions dinner. Uh, a lot of former winners coming back this season to be a part of the event. I got to imagine it's uh, rather bittersweet there uh, walking inside the ropes. Yeah, you hit on the word bittersweet. It's the one that I've heard over and over from players uh, here this week about his final playing here at Mission Hills. I mean, so many of these players grew up dreaming of making that leap into Poppy's Pond, you know, after they saw Amy Alcott do it for the first time back in, in 1988. I actually saw Amy out here walking around earlier this week. She lives out here at Mission Hills and, and asked her, you know, what it feels like for her. And, and she said the same thing. You know, it's, it's really sad to be seeing this championship leaving after so many years and, and just losing that tradition. But, you know, a lot of the players see the flip side as well. I mean, it's a huge opportunity with Chevron coming on board and, and breathing new life into this championship. You know, they're increasing the purse from 3.1 to 5 million starting this year and then of course uh, you know we'll make the move to the Houston area next year don't know exactly where they're headed uh, that new venue hasn't been announced yet but when they made that announcement too they also established a, a committee to try and um, you know with the players to make sure they would you know keep some of the traditions alive so it'll be interesting to see how they're able to do that you know maybe the dinosaurs 
trophy will come along or the dinosaur statue on 18 green will make its way to, to Texas in some way. Who, who knows what they'll come up with? Well, I'm wondering if there's anything uh, planned, uh, you know, if all the former winners that are there might take one final dip in Poppy's Pond after the uh, trophy <laughs> presentation here, how they might go about doing it. Or if, uh, yeah, they'll try and have something similar at whatever course they pick in Houston. But uh, as for uh, the tournament itself, the leaderboard looks fantastic. Uh, you've got the defending champion, Patty Tanikit, just one shot out. Uh, Annie Park and Jennifer Kupcho have just unique stories of their own. And then Hanako Shibuno. I think uh, people that follow the tour will go, I've, I've heard that name before, but not somebody you see regularly. She decided after winning a major a couple of years ago to stay over and uh, play the, the Asian and Japanese tour. But is she uh, now maybe more likely to be a regular uh, a top leaderboards for the LPGA tour? Yeah, absolutely. This is the third major championship. We're now seeing her in the mix. Um, you know, she had that breakthrough moment back in 2019 at Wilburn Golf Club. And when she made the trip from Japan, it was the first time she'd really ever played outside of the country. You know, she was just 19 years old when she won. And so when she earned membership to the LPGA Tour with her victory, as you mentioned, she chose not to take that up. I mean, she's still so young, really hadn't traveled the world yet. So she just wasn't ready to make that, that leap yet. Uh, she did decide that she was more comfortable uh, last year went through the LPGA eight round gauntlet known as Q series to earn her her membership so she is a rookie this season on the LPGA tour but remarkably it's just her fourth start of the year uh, on the LPGA and here she is in the mix uh, trying to win her second major title well I think the name uh, that probably going to catch most people's eyes is Jennifer Cupcho as the uh, this year's edition of the Augusta Women's National Amateur going on. They remember her, Maria Fossi, that great duel in the inaugural event and wondering when she finally going to win an LPGA event, let alone a major. And she's put herself continually in contention. What's been missing for her to finally break through? Yeah, the biggest challenge for Jennifer Cupcho has been the mental side. And you'll see that, and she, she has owned that and talked openly about it, that she does tend to get a little angry on the golf course. And, and I asked her yesterday, you know, how are you managing those emotions out there? And, and for her, sometimes it is a bit of a club slam or just a, a reaction in that moment for her to be able to release that energy and to be able to move on. And, and she showed some good signs of managing that. You know, in the first round, she had a couple bogeys, uh, two on that back nine as she was coming in. And, uh, you know, she bounced back and, and she was in great spirits when she came off the golf course. So I think just continuing to put herself in those moments um, and learning to handle the pressure and the emotions is really going to be the key for Jennifer Cupcho getting over that hurdle and getting that first win on the LPGA Tour. But it somehow seems fitting, you know, that she would be here in that mix three years after winning uh, in Augusta. And that, that win is is perhaps how people most know uh, Jennifer Cupcho at this stage in her career. And, and as I've asked her about it over the years, she's really eager to kind of to shed that title. She's really looking to make her own way now in the professional ranks and to become known for something else. And uh, she really has an opportunity to do that and, and make a splash here if she can uh, continue to play well this weekend. Chatting here with Amy Rogers uh, from Golf Channel. She's down at uh, Mission Hills uh, for the uh, last time there. The Chevron Championship going on. Uh, Patty Tavitanikit, uh, the defending champion, right back in the mix. And uh, we see these, uh, you know, coming out of college. She played at UCLA, but uh, plays under the Thai flag. And, and we're seeing all these young Thai golfers with the Tia Titico last week uh, getting her victory in the in the playoff. 
and it all started with the Jatanagarn sisters. Uh, you know, they've been on tour and they have inspired this next generation. Just what is the state of all these Thai golfers? And is there more coming here in the next few years? Yeah, it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? What we've seen over the last few years, Aria Jatanagarn kind of carrying the flag uh, for, for Thailand and, and all these young players watching her and, and following her footsteps. Now, it's it's not unlike what we saw, you know, years ago uh, in Korea with, with Seiri Pak kind of inspiring a nation there. And now Thailand has become, you know, kind of the next force uh, out here on, on the LPGA. And it's been uh, pretty thrilling to see, as you mentioned, with uh, Ataya Tidakun getting her win, uh, you know, last week. And it's remarkable. I mean, it seemed like a surprise to some because she's a rookie out here this season, but, you know, she started, you know, winning professional events when she was 14 years old, you know, so when these rookies are coming out now, you know, whether it's from Thailand or, or wherever in the world, you know, they're, they're no longer the, the rookies of old, you know, they've, they've already proved themselves on multiple stages winning all over the world uh, before they even come out here uh, on the LPGA. So yeah, it's really exciting to see, um, you know, and, 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 you know, Patty here, you know, with an opportunity to do something that, that hasn't been done uh, since Annika Sorensen did it back in, you know, the early 2000s of winning back-to-back here. And it would be pretty huge uh, for Thailand, definitely, to uh, to have another major champion. The one name that's uh, missing from the field this week, unfortunately, Nelly Korda, who uh, was number two in the world to Jin Young-Ko, but uh, uh, an arm clot, she just, uh, or a, a blood clot in her arm discovered about a month ago. Uh, one, how much of a, I mean, anytime you talk blood clot, there's concern, but is this something that, uh, is going to take her away from the game for a while, or is it just something she needs to go through a rehabilitation process and she should be out back on the tour here relatively soon? Yeah, it's scary stuff. <laughs> Anytime you hear the word blood clot, you know, I think there's definitely a concern there. Um, Nellie Corda's camp has been very quiet on providing any sort of updates on, uh, you know, how Nellie is doing and, and sort of what her return looks like. Uh, her father, Peter, is out here this week uh, with Nellie's sister, uh, Jessica, who is competing. And, and I had a chance to, to speak to Peter briefly and, and asked him just that and um, really didn't get much information, simply that, uh, you know, Nellie is following Dr orders. Um, so at this point, it's tough to get any updates on uh, on what's happening with Nellie Corda. But of course, we wish her all the best and, and hopefully a speedy recovery and that we'll see her, you know, back out here competing again soon. Yeah, we hope so. And Jessica, uh, nice second round. So she's four under. So if she's able to uh, put a round together today, could put herself right in contention along with Lexi Thompson. It's funny you talk about, um, you know, Patty Tavitanikit, a tactical being so young. And then you think uh, Lexi Thompson, who's been, I think this is her 10th or 11th start at this event. Lydia Ko, mm-hmm. uh, who, and then you look at them and they're like, no, they're not 30 yet. They're still in their <laughs> mid 20s. Uh, <laughs> and I just wonder, are we seeing, were we seeing more of the young men that are starting to come up are going the college ranks? As the PGA Tour has put more mechanisms into place, like, hey, if you're great in college, we're going to get you right into PGA Canada, the Corn Ferry Tour, and give you a little uh, more stream so it's not just so random with Q School. Is the LPGA looking at possibly doing similar things there? Or are we going to see continue to see more decisions of, okay, if at 15, 16, we've got somebody that might be ready to compete, uh, just letting them go pro right away? 
Yeah, I think that's something that the LPGA tours, you know, continue to have to grapple with, with this question with the LPGA Q series. And, and so many of these college players go out there and then they have to make this decision. If they do earn membership, you know, do I go ahead and, and take it up immediately or do I defer and, um, you know, go ahead and go back and complete school before going out on the LPGA tour? And we saw that with, um, you know, Jennifer Cupchoa and Maria Fossey, probably most famously when, you know, they battled it out at Augusta a few years ago and then went on and, and joined the LPGA tour in the summer once they, they finished their their college years. But yeah, I mean to your point with the PGA tour, you know, to kind of set up this pipeline on that end um, to help college players make that transition as well. I haven't heard that the LPGA is considering anything like that just yet, but I think that, that following something in that model could be another viable option uh, for players to feel like they can still kind of go through the college ranks and that they don't have to make the choice. You know, they can do both. They can still, you know, play four years at a university and, and come out here. And I think that's the one thing a lot of these like older players that have been out here for a while have, have realized is, you know, I think so many of the young ones are just eager to get out here and to compete, but the tour is still going to be here. You know, you don't have to like rush. You can still have that college experience. And if you talk to a Michelle Wee or a Stacey Lewis who, who did go to college, they're so glad um, that they did have that experience and didn't uh, skip that just to get out here to the tour faster. Well, yeah, and the uh, the Epson tour now, uh, formerly the Symmetra tour, where we've seen a huge investment there. So the purses uh, for that, the feeder tour, uh, similar to what we're seeing on the Corn Ferry tour. So we're starting to see the investment going into uh, the next levels to try and uh, make it more conducive to allow players on those tours to be able to at least sustain themselves and be on those tours, not have to make those decisions of, do I have to take care of my family, support myself, mm-hmm. go do something else, or can I continue right. to chase this dream? So uh, hopefully that continues. Uh, one of the other announcements that came uh, this week, uh, Lorena Ochoa is going to be inducted into the LPGA Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, it... it it's people go well. I thought she was. She won all the time there, but there was uh, some rules that need to be uh, readjusted to to allow her to come in. But it, it's hard to believe uh, that she has a, her career was just so dominant, but so brief, uh, and her impact on the game of golf. It's it's nice to hear her name coming around uh, again. Yeah, it was huge. She was here on site um, in recognition of the, that induction into the LPGA Hall of Fame this week. And she is still a rock star out here. The minute she steps on site, people just start gravitating towards her because it's really rare that you see Lorena Ochoa out here anymore. You know, um, when she retired and went back to Mexico, she largely stepped away from the game. And as she said this week, she really hasn't um, followed it all too closely. So anytime you get to have that time with a legend like uh, Lorena Ochoa is pretty special. I got to interview her when she was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame back in 2017 and then again this week as well. And she is just one of the kindest, most down-to-earth people that, that you will meet. Um, and it was definitely an honor. That was that was well-deserved and a long, long time in the making. I mean, this was you know, more than a decade in the making. She retired back in, in 2010. And as you mentioned, she played such a short uh, stint, such a short time on the LPGA, you know, retired after only eight seasons. So she came up short of that 10-year playing requirement in order to really qualify for the LPGA Hall of Fame, even though 
she had more than enough points um, to have a spot in the hall. You only need 27. She had 37 points. Um, so it was like she was somehow being, you know, penalized um, for just achieving what she did in such a, a short period of time. So the committee um, meeting and making the announcement that they were no longer going to have that that 10-year rule, uh, Beth Daniel, a Hall of Famer who's on that committee, said, you know, why should we be, you know, penalizing players? If you can get it done in less than 10 years, you know, more power yeah. to you. So uh, a recognition um, years, years in the making and, and really felt like the final missing piece of the puzzle for Lorena Ochoa. And she said that this week, it was just kind of a, a full circle moment to, to kind of put the, the final piece of her career in place. Amy Rogers, our guest here. She's getting ready to uh, be part of the Golf Channel coverage and NBC coverage today for third-round coverage of the Chevron Championship. All right, who are you keeping your eye on? Who do you expect to make a big move here and uh, be coming down Sunday uh, in contention here for this first major of the season? Yeah, my early pick for the week was was Lydia Ko. You know, it was hard to ignore what she did here last year with that, that final round 62. So, you know, She's, she's a little back after some struggles, um, you know, yesterday. But, you know, she showed us in this final round uh, last year. She can, she can come from way behind to get it done. And, um, you know, she's won three times worldwide since that, that incredible final round here last year. So still going to be keeping an eye on Lydia Ko this weekend. Hopefully she'll make, be able to make a move. But um, definitely Patty Tabatanikit. And speaking with her this week, she has such a calm, um, such a um, uh, uh, comfort uh, being here and talking to her this week. She said it's really a feeling she's had since she won here, you know, and she just said there's something about this place. You know, she really hasn't done much since her victory here last year, but there's just certain courses that bring out players best. And, you know, with the good vibes and good energy she has also with having won here last year, um, I would not be surprised to see Patty Tabatan get once again atop this leaderboard come Sunday. Well, it's uh, it'll be a great, great watch here this weekend. And then uh, some uh, some bittersweet tears, I think, come Sunday mm-hmm. when uh, the winner mm-hmm. jumps into Poppy's Pond. Amy Rogers, uh, we look forward to your coverage all weekend long. Thank you so much for taking uh, a few minutes for us. And we hope to catch up with you as the season continues. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 